Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Carr. I'm a clinical psychologist, and each episode I present mental health-related information to you in hopes that you will gain insight into your behavior and or you'll learn new skills that I teach as part of this podcast. So thanks for tuning in today. I'd like to discuss more about narcissism. There's been several folks who have reached out to me and have asked for a podcast episode talking more about uh, narcissism and ways that you can heal and recover from it. So there's a, a lot out there on the internet about narcissism. You can check on YouTube there are some really good creators on there that have many, many subscribers, and I would recommend that you check some of those out. Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the common techniques that narcissists use on their victims and how you can recover from that. So whether it is a romantic partner, a parent, a friend, a child, a grandparent, um, you could have a narcissistic co-worker or boss. There's lots of different ways that you could be interacting with narcissists in a way that you are being abused and manipulated. So I'm going to talk about some of the more common techniques that they use so one is called gaslighting and gaslighting is when the narcissist will do something provocative or upsetting to you and when you demonstrate that you're upset about it or you uh, tell them that you would like to talk about it they will do things like tell you that it never happened they will make you second guess yourself. Uh, you know, kids that grew up in a narcissistic home will describe it in a way that they were living in a house of mirrors where they didn't know what was real or not real because the narcissistic parent would so often tell them stories and lie to them about things that they could not really easily distinguish reality from fantasy. So that's a characteristic that sometimes happens when you grow up in a narcissistic home. But the, the effect of that gaslighting, whether it's a coworker, a supervisor, a romantic partner, or a parent, regardless, the effect is the same it makes you second guess yourself and you can start to feel like you're insane. And that is the end result of being gaslighted. So, and the, the way that it affects people is that second guessing themselves will oftentimes reduce their, um, self-esteem they'll start feeling really bad about themselves they won't have faith in themselves that they can do things because they're questioning 
how well their mind works and questioning their judgment about things. And, and that's the effect that gaslighting has on people. It makes you second guess yourself, your ability to remember things or your logical, rational mind, your ability to problem solve and things like that. Because narcissists oftentimes not only gaslight people, but they also are extremely critical. And if you grew up in a narcissistic home, for example, a lot of times people that are children of narcissistic parents will say that it was never enough for them. No matter what they did, it was never enough. And the parents were always found ways to criticize them. And as a result of that, a person who grew up in a home like that will feel a tremendous amount of shame. As adults, we may unconsciously seek out situations that repeat the trauma that we experienced as a kid. So if you grew up with a narcissistic parent, you may find yourself attracted to narcissistic adults, even in friendships, romantic partners, co-workers, things like that. You may find yourself drawn to them in a way that may not be fully conscious to you at the time, but after the fact, you know, you might take a step back and look at it and try to make sense of it. You might realize that this is a pattern that you have repeated with various relationships in your life. So understanding that Shame is a huge part of narcissistic abuse. So whether it's your boss or your partner or your parent or whoever is in your life and it's not good enough, you can carry a lot of shame, especially if they're very critical of you and in a very abusive way where it really hurts your mental health, it hurts your self-esteem, you question yourself, you start becoming basically frozen in your life because you're afraid to make any moves, you are trauma-bonded with this narcissistic person, and what trauma-bonded means is that you are bonded to the narcissist in a way that it feels, it can feel almost impossible to break free from them. And the reason for that is that another strategy that narcissists use with people that is abusive is what we call a push-pull. So sometimes they love you, the next minute they hate you. Um, they, it, when they do that, it releases oxytocin in your brain and that oxytocin will create a bond with the person that you associate with that oxytocin. And so you can trauma bond with someone, you know, it used to be called Stockholm syndrome. Today it's called um, trauma bonding as well. And it just basically means that even though 
you would, like a rational, logical person would get away from someone who's abusive. If you hang around long enough and tolerate that abuse, you will also trauma bond with that person. And what happens when you try to break free from them is that you can kind of go through a bit of withdrawal. You can go through feelings of confusion, depression, hopelessness about the future. It's, it's kind of like detoxing, if you want to think about it that way, because essentially you are detoxing from the oxytocin that has bonded you with them. You're withdrawing from that, and you are feeling helpless and hopeless about things getting better. It's a devastating feeling when you first end your relationship with that narcissistic person. Okay, and that's completely normal. After a while, if you continue to focus on your health, your well-being, your mental health, you will start to feel better slowly over time. It's important during that time of healing that you surround yourself with people who build you up, make you feel good about who you are, to help you to regain some of that self-esteem and self-confidence back. So be around people that make you feel good about yourself. Also, try to not jump into another situation with another person until you've done some healing on yourself. As I said a few minutes ago, a lot of times people who are attracted to narcissists as adults have a history of narcissistic abuse as kids and therefore as adults that narcissistic abuse feels somewhat normal. You have a high tolerance to it because you experienced it as a kid. So you might be drawn to it in the way of wanting wanting the story to end a different way. Basically, if you didn't get your needs met with your parent, you never got their approval. As an adult, you may be looking for people unconsciously that that you want to get appreciation from, that you want to heal those wounds, those narcissistic wounds from your childhood. And unfortunately, it's the worst case scenario is that you end up being close to someone else who's a narcissist. And then it becomes not just about healing from your childhood, then on top of that, you have that experience or those experiences with narcissistic adults, and it makes healing more challenging. But it's so important to do that work and heal in terms of how you feel about yourself, taking better care of yourself, putting yourself first, putting your health and your well-being first, and seeking out support from family and friends who know what you're doing, and also psychotherapy a lot of times can be beneficial as you're starting to understand and make sense of the time that you 
had close contact with that person with narcissistic traits, understanding how that has affected you, understanding and making sense of some of the things that happened during your the course of your relationship with them. If you find yourself at work putting in extraordinarily long hours, uh, if you find yourself with um, a substance abuse problem, if you find yourself repeating patterns with toxic people in your life, you know, that might be also a way for you to think about the things that happened to you when you were younger and see if you can make a comparison to see if the relationships that you're having now as an adult are somehow related to the experiences that you had with your parents. So it's important to understand what makes us tick so that we don't continue to repeat the pattern in the future. So if you're just out of a relationship where there was narcissistic abuse, or if you're starting to realize that someone from your childhood was a narcissist and they abused you, it's important to recognize that it did affect you and there are ways that you can heal it so that you're not, you're not determined to repeat the pattern. But if you aren't even aware that it is a pattern, then you have less likely of a chance of actually healing it and doing something differently in the future. So seek out professional help. As I said earlier, there are many different, very talented YouTube creators out there that talk about the different kinds of narcissism and the signs of narcissism. There are different types, um, so you can learn more about that. Maybe I'll do a video on that as well. But the important thing is to learn and then to start practicing very, very good self-care. Lots of self-compassion. I have a video on being your own um, body devil, my body devil. I have a video on that. Learn to be empathic to yourself, be compassionate to yourself, to put yourself and your well-being first. Those are all really important things to do as well. So I hope that today you learned about some of the strategies that narcissists use with people in order to control them and use them and also some ways that you can focus on yourself in order to heal those parts of you that were affected by the narcissistic abuse. Thanks for joining in today. I appreciate your support, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.